This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Please look at my website, worldministries.org. That is worldministries.org. And uh, join Eagle Saving Nations. It's all geared for Pentecost to come down. We want to get into the stadiums all through the United States and around the world. There's got to be a great awakening. Uh, that's the only thing that's going to save each nation from falling under the guidelines and the threats and intimidation of the New World Order. There's got to be a great awakening. The church has to rise up right now like the apostles did at Pentecost. And they led and 3,000 were saved as Peter finally got over his intimidation from Pentecost. That's what it's all about, a great awakening. Uh, I got my friend today, Shannon Davis, OmegaManRadio.com, and you can hear him daily. In fact, Shannon, welcome to the program. Dr. Hansen, thank you for inviting me back. It's always an honor to be with you. And why don't you tell uh, our listeners uh, how they can find you? Praise the Lord. Our website is OmegaManRadio.com, and uh, we are broadcasting, as you mentioned, a live podcast uh, Monday through Friday. We do a morning show, and then we started doing 8 p.m. in the evening as well. And uh, we've been doing it now, Dr. Hansen, by the grace of God, about 13 years. It's a full gospel program, and uh, I'm excited to be with you also on it uh, every Friday night. Thank you. Amen. Okay, we want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the world today, primarily the Middle East. We want to talk a little bit about Hamas attacking Israel and the ramifications thereof. And uh, over there where you live, Shannon, the largest Islamic nation in the world, uh, what are they saying? Well, I tell you, um, you're exactly correct. Indonesia, by population, has the largest Muslim uh, community uh, in the world. I didn't know that when I came over here. And uh, most of the country is uh, Muslim. Now, I live on a small island, one of about 17,000 islands that encompass Indonesia. Can you imagine a nation have 17,000 islands? But they actually do. Where I'm at here in Bali, it's an interesting mix. Uh, it's primarily Balinese Hindu. And then the second religion would be uh, Islam. And then from there, you'll have some Buddhist they have Catholics, and then they have Protestants, and I think I even met a uh, Seventh-day Adventist down here. So it's a really interesting hodgepodge of religions, and you might have all those, or many of them, on one street, uh, like where I live. Neighbors are Hindu. I had a Muslim across the street from me, uh, Buddhist, etc. So uh, it's interesting. I've been trying to get a feel for the reaction of Indonesia to what's going on, and, and what I can see in the news, of course— is that uh, the president of Indonesia has uh, denounced this this battle going on, and uh, as I think also Malaysia has. But what's interesting is uh, Indonesia, and I think Malaysia too, have no official relations with Israel. While they may be a little bit vocal, uh, really they don't have a right to say anything. Uh, so I'm not seeing as much as I thought I would being in this country, but I did get uh, an alert about two weeks ago from the U.S. Embassy I'm on their alert system called the smart system. So uh, I'm a notified as an American abroad if there's anything I need to be aware of. And they said, uh, you can expect over the next several months, probably some demonstrations going on. In fact, I got a second follow up and they said, be very careful. 
uh, you could be in the wrong place at the wrong time. In other words, so uh, try to stay low profile and stay away from any demonstrations. In the past, anytime Israel has come up, Indonesia has been vocal and they denounce them because, uh, you know, again, they, they're going to go with the uh, Muslim uh, communities out there. But I, I'm glad to report it's been relatively uh, cool here uh, politically in Bali, but I am um, on heightened alert because in the past there have been uh, attacks on Christian churches. There have been terrorist strikes even here in Bali. I also heard that uh, in the Afghanistan war, uh, thousands went over there to fight and then came back. So there are definitely terrorist cells in this country and the government's trying to quell it. But, you know, I don't think you ever will. Well, that's that's a correct statement. They're not going to ever stop it. If we want to go back a little bit and look in over the uh, 1991 Gulf War against Iraq, a survey was taken of Arab American Muslims living in the United States. The result were startling. For those that conducted the survey, they reported that a staggering 82% said they would not fight nor would they allow their sons or daughters to fight for the United States in the war. We must understand that a Muslim is loyal to Islam, to their constitution. It's a constitution, uh, not really a religion. It's a constitution for world domination. And they are loyal to Islam, to their constitution, or if you want to call it their religion. So they go into a nation uh, with a whole mentality that they are going to take over that nation for Islam, for Allah. And so uh, here in the United States, again, 85, 82% said this was in 1991, that they would not fight or allow their sons or daughters to fight for the United States of America. Shannon? Absolutely. You know, um, it occurred to me, I was uh, taking a taxi, I guess it was just yesterday, running some errands, and uh, I was on the back of a scooter taxi, which is interesting. They have those in cars. And we went right by a Muslim mosque. And I was made quickly aware of that as I heard the call to prayer. And I looked up in this tall minaret. They have uh, several here on the island of Bali. And over the loudspeaker, there was this call to prayer, you know, invoking the name of Allah. And, uh, man, I was just thinking, uh, I wonder if a Christian tried to do that. What would be the response? You know, that's a, a regular occurrence anywhere in these Muslim nations. Uh, people pray five times a day. And I want to say something. We've got a lot of slack Christians in the church compared to what I see in Islam. I'll go to many restaurants even, and they'll have a special room where the Muslims will go in there and do their ritual prayers and they have to take off their shoes and they wash their hands and their feet etc but muslims are very serious about what they believe in and sadly they're worshiping the wrong god uh, we know that they worship a god who has no son named allah so um, i tell you i uh, i heard that call to prayer it was so loud everybody could hear it and then uh you know it has occurred to me as things continue to heat up one has to be careful Many times the uh, driver will turn around and ask me, hey, where are you from? You know, just trying to strike up a friendly conversation. And I'm beginning to get a little bit worried about declaring that I'm an American because um, Americans in Israel are quickly becoming persona non grata around the world. And uh, there we are. As Americans, we must stand with Israel. And I'm glad to see that we are doing 
somewhat of that right now, although uh, the motives of Biden are being questioned. Back well, to I'll you. tell you what, uh, you're exactly right. They, they say, you know, that Israel is the little Satan, America is the big Satan. And so down with Israel, down with America. I know that I was uh, out the other day with my Jerusalem cap on, and I went into this, uh, this shama uh, to get a shawarma uh, sandwich, and um, the shop and run by a man from Bethlehem, and uh, it hit me. I had my cap on, so I, I took it off on it before I walked in, just because, uh, you know, Bethlehem used to be primarily Christian, and now there's only 2% in Christian because the Muslims took it over and killed them, or they ran away to save their lives. So they took over Bethlehem, but realizing I'm an American, realizing the tension in the United States, realizing that in the big cities right now, there are demonstrations, demonstrations in favor of Hamas coming against the United States. And I think these people should be deported. But uh, with that same mentality you had, I took my cap off saying, man, I don't want to be poisoned. Absolutely not. Where was it the other day? There was a mass protest, over 100,000 people protesting Israel, defending themselves. Was this England? Yeah, I, it, I for- England had it. I'm thinking 100,000 pro-Palestinian protesters out there. This, I mean, how did they amass that many people? And you look at um, the infiltration of Islam into many of these countries, much of it forced upon Europe and other uh, countries uh, by the EU. Remember, it wasn't so long ago you saw all the boats arriving daily. And uh, these are people that are coming into these nations that, uh, you know, I have no desire to assimilate into their host country. Many come in illegally, of course. And then beyond that, uh, you know, they want to bring in their core values. And sadly, much of Islam is militant. Not to say they all are, but there's definitely a lot. And the population is growing. You know, I heard 10 years ago as uh, Western families, many are not even having children these days. But if they do, you know, they might have two kids. The average Muslim family is having six to eight so give it enough time and you'll see political structures begin to change. Look in London, England, for example. Just a few years ago, they began uh, to take over in politics. Uh, Muslim mayor. Uh, look at the gentleman who's running the country there. I think he's Hindu. But you're seeing, the, seeing this also in America. A number of congressmen, Muslims. I can't remember all the, the ladies' names right now, but you know who I'm talking about. And over time... You're going to see Islam begin to have a stronger foothold, both by population and these people are being ordered to go into politics. In fact, a quick comment here. I saw a Fox News report by Mark Levine the other day, and he was given a situation report, Dr. Hanson, and he was talking about the Hamas network's infiltration of America is being ignored. I was like, what's he talking about? And then he goes and lays down the background on how Hamas for maybe the last 15 to 20 years has been actually coming into America and has been embedding itself. And uh, we have a very large group of Hamas networkies in the country right now. Could we see the same attack on American cities as we saw in Israel? Absolutely. It's just a matter of time, I believe. Well, we will see them. Uh, Barack Hussein Obama, uh, Muslim. Barack Hussein Obama, Arabic Muslim Arabic. 
Hussein. That's a Muslim name. And he was very much working to bring the Muslims in, including the White House and the government, the Muslim Brotherhood, terrorist organization, but he didn't care. Egypt put him into power. They've overthrown now the Muslim Brotherhood leader that he helped put into power. And they literally have a warrant for the arrest of Barack Hussein Obama if he goes to Egypt for what he did. You know, the world doesn't uh, broadcast all of that. But the Muslims and are very heavily, heavily, heavily involved in America right now. There will be terror cells that will be ignited. We will see many more terrorist attacks. There has been quite a few in the past already, even beheadings that the media is not covering because they want to keep this down. 90% of the Muslims are not serious about their faith, but 10% are. So if you get uh, 1 billion Muslims serious about their faith, that's 100,000, 100 million. That's a lot of Muslims serious about their faith that will kill you. You know, that's a lot of Muslims, uh, Shannon. Absolutely. You know, Islam has a real stronghold also in parts of Africa, on many parts of the world. I think it's Mozambique, if I'm not mistaken, to the north. There are areas that are under the control of uh, militant Islam that were taking Christians a few years ago, maybe present day, and crucifying them, beheading them. Well, that's setting all them over fire. Africa. The Muslims are trying to take it over. I mean, uh, if you remember the, the bombings at the Kenya em- U.S. Embassy, Islamic attack. You get into uh, Nigeria, half the churches were burnt down. Again, Muslims. You get into Sudan, that was a Muslim-Christian war. All through Africa, the Muslims are trying to take over the nations of Africa. So that's aggressively happening as we speak. Absolutely. It's not a peaceful religion. They're on the move. Something shocking that I discovered when I came to uh, Indonesia, Dr. Hansen, among the uh, Muslim communities and Buddhist, et cetera, here in Bali, there are a growing number of Christian churches, not only in Bali, but across Indonesia. And I was actually pleasantly surprised about that. I didn't know they existed to the number that I've seen them here. And more people coming to Christ every day. But one thing that they're doing, which was alarming, is uh, they're reading a Bible. They call the Bible here in Indonesia the Alkitab. It stands for the book. And when you open up the Christian Bible here, Dr. Hansen, they're praying to a God, not a God of our Bible, uh, but a God of Islam. They pray to the moon God, Allah, who has no son. What do you think about that? You know, just like in America, they're trying to have Chrislam, Chrislam in London, all through Europe. You know, Europe is lost because of their policies, the world elite of no borders, on and on and on, letting them come in. And now they can't stop them. Now they're trying to take back their national sovereignty and their, and their culture, and they can't do it. It's too late. Islam is already part of the New World Order. The New World Order wants open borders. The New World Order wants, again, Islam. They're using Islam to, again, take away the freedoms of the world. So, We're in trouble, but to get to your point right there, you know, the roots of Islam are buried in Arabia and Mecca in a square stone building called the Kaaba. Now, in the Kaaba, there are 360 genies, idols, angels, and demons, one of whom was called Allah. Allah is purely an Arabic 
term used in reference to the Arabian deity. Allah was known to be the pre-Islamic, to the pre-Islamic Arabs. He was one of the Meccan deities. Allah worship, as well as the worship of Baal, were both astral religions in that they involved the worship of the sun, the moon, and the stars. So in Arabia, the sun god was viewed as a female goddess and the moon god as a male god. The name Allah was used as a personal name of the moon god. Allah, the moon god, was married to the sun goddess. Shannon? You know, I, I agree with the Muslims that Allah has no son. And that's a very important statement because when you realize that Allah has no son, it cannot be the God of the Bible, Yehovah, Jehovah in English, whose son is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's a big difference. And you see a move going on that try to assimilate everybody and say, well, we're all worshiping the same God. People say, well, Allah means God. No, Allah is the proper name of the God that Islam serves. The proper name of our God, the Father, is Jehovah who has a son named Jesus Christ. And of course, the third part of the Godhead is the Holy Ghost. Three individuals, they're all God, as my understanding has been. Uh, when I came across this Bible that all the Christian church, by and large, are reading, and they're praying to the Muslim God, I was beside myself. My wife was going to a church here, taking the kids. We're in a car one day together. And my son is singing a song from Sunday school. And all of a sudden, I heard, I heard him say, Allah. And I stopped. I was shocked. I said, son, what did you just say? He said, Allah. And I got into an argument with my wife. I said, what is going on here? You mean to tell me that my son is being taught to pray to Allah? I had a meeting with the pastor and I said, sir, what are you doing down here? Do you not know that Allah is the Muslim God who has no son? And he looked at me and he said, yeah, I agree. I said, you agree? That's great. Well, why are you preaching in the name of Allah? Why do you have a Bible in the name of Allah? And I talked to a couple pastors here, and the long and short of it was the Indonesian Bible Society, some decades ago, were putting together a new translation. It wasn't always like that here. They did have Jehovah at one time. And they got to the question of how are we going to translate the name of God, and they had a Muslim on the board. That was a mistake, Dr. Hansen. The Muslim said, well, Allah is recognized as God across from Indonesia. Let's use that. Brother, that's what they did. And I said to the gentleman, you can't call God by any name you choose. You think that uh, praying to Lucifer, God understands? Of course he doesn't. That's not God. He has no son. You need to stop this nonsense. And I talked to one pastor and he thought, you know, I was, you know, totally off my rocker. The other one agreed with me and explained to me what had happened. But he wasn't willing to change Dr. Hansen. That's the problem. We've got compromise in the, Muslim, the uh, Indonesian church. But we've got compromise in the American church. Nobody is calling out sin anymore. There's no holiness anymore. There's no fear of the Lord. And this is where it goes, a slippery slope. The next thing you know, you're worshiping a moon god. Well, if they were just this pastor that, that you're arguing with, you know, you maybe could define to him that the definition in Islam of Jesus is a prophet that comes back to kill the Jews and the Christians and bring the world under Allah, where we call Jesus the Son of God, God, deity. In Islam, if you call Jesus God or deity, it's a capital offense and they cut your head off. 
So, I mean, definitely we don't serve the same God. Uh, one God, uh, one Jesus comes back to kill the Jews and Christians, bring the world under Islam. The other one we call God. We do not serve the same God. Of course we don't. This needs to be made known far and wide what the Antichrist system is putting together now. The Pope has had a large hand in this. He has established relations with uh, some of the Arab countries. As you know, they've got a place, where is it, Abu Dhabi or UAE, I forget, where they have a synagogue, a mosque, and a church. And there's this movement to unify the three big religions and say that we all have common ground because we're all worshiping the same God. I say, malarkey, if the God you are serving does not have a son named Jesus Christ, it's not the God of the Bible. Allah is not the God of the Bible. This is nonsense what is being promoted. Now, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There are some people, I made contact with one, that are working on a new Indonesian Bahasa translation. Bahasa is the language. And they've taken a King James Bible, and they've already got the Old Testament translating the Bahasa. They're restoring the name, and they're partway done with the New Testament. So there is a point in time where there is going to be another translation of Abel. But sadly, I don't know that it's going to be accepted because Christians are being uh, brought into, people are being brought into church, told about Christ, and they're all praying to Allah. So, you know, that's confusion. And we know that God is not the author of confusion. So what's happening? Satan has gotten a stronghold here in this country. So people really need to pray for Indonesia because it's in serious trouble. Well, Hamas in Israel, you know, the Palestinians, Palestine, everybody was identified as a Palestinian years and years ago. Even the uh, female prime minister of Israel, uh, because that's a total difference than Hamas. You know, you get into Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you get into, again, the Hebrews, you get into when did they come into the promised land, or Israel, and you're looking at 3,000 three to three and a half thousand years ago that they've been there, and the current what they've called now the Palestinians, which they basically made that up of just other Arabs and Jordanians, uh, Jordanians mainly. So they wanted to take over all of Israel because if you look at Hamas, Hamas is a Palestinian militant group that rules the Gaza Strip. Now, it means Islamic resistant movement or zeal in Arabic. The group is sworn to Israel's destruction and wants to replace it with an Islamic state. So it's, it's sworn to Israel's destruction. They don't want a two-state solution. Israel has offered it five times. They want all of the land of Israel. They want to wipe the Jews into the sea. Absolutely. Hamas, the PLO, all these Arab nations, Islamic nations, have one goal, and that is to take all the land promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, child of promise, and push the Jews out. They don't want to coexist. They want it all. One interesting thing is there was never an ancient nation of Palestine. There's never been a Palestinian king in history, never been a Palestinian currency. It's only a recent invention, that name. I looked in the, the Bible, the King James Bible for Palestine. I did a word search, Dr. Hanson. And if anybody does this, they're going to find only one mention of it in the Bible. It's over in Joel 3, 4. It mentions Palestine. I said, let me look at the Hebrew. And I did. 
and the translators, God bless them, mistranslated the word, which is actually Felicia. Felicia, as I understand it, is part of the Philistine uh, kingdom, the kings. And they had five cities that they were in charge of. So there's never been any Palestinians in history. This is fake. These people are basically strangers in the land. In ancient times, Israel took the land from the Philistines. And we've got a record where God deeded Gaza and much of the land there in the Middle East to Israel for their inheritance. Gaza belongs to Israel. They were disenfranchised from it when Bush and the current prime minister of Israel ordered the IDF in to push out the people of Israel who are living there in Gaza in 2005. Two or three years later, Hamas takes over, and they have turned it into a hellhole. And now Israel's being attacked from its own land. If there's anybody occupying the lands, it's strangers. Hamas and other you know, Arab um, amalgamates that have no right or business in that land. Let us be very clear. God gave it to Israel. And who are we to tell God what he can do to his land? Back to you. Yeah, and you're looking and you're quoting basically from Amos 1, 6 through 8. For three transgressions of God's and four, I will turn away its punishment because they took captive the whole captivity to deliver them up to Eden. But I will send a fire upon the wall of Gaza, uh, which shall devour its palaces. And I will cut off the inhabitants from Ashdod and the one who holds the scepter from Ashkelon. I will turn my hand against Ekron, and the remnants of the Philistines shall perish, says the Lord God. And you, you go into, again, exactly the name you mentioned. As, as I mentioned earlier, you get back into uh, Palestine. Uh, the Palestinians uh, uh, all were classified that who lived there 3,500 years ago. But the current Palestinians, that is a separate story. They've made it up. Because uh, at one time, if you lived in Palestine, that part of the world, whether you were a Hebrew or an Arab or anybody else, you would say, I lived in Palestine. I'm a Palestinian. But that is not what is today. The Hebrews are the ones that have the history of 3,500 years in Palestine. In Palestine. Not the current Palestinians. Absolutely. The throne of David was there over 3,000 years ago, right there in Jerusalem. People have only but read the word of God. They'll see that God deeded Gaza and many other lands to Israel. And God intends for Israel to have every bit of it. Now, it's going to take some time. Uh, probably won't all happen until Jesus Christ comes back and sets up his kingdom, the millennial reign. But um, we need to stand with Israel unconditionally to the right to all the land that God gave them and know that um, those are our brothers and sisters. Uh, we're grafted in as Gentile believers, along with the, the Jews, into Christ. And we need to pray for Israel. We need to pray for the salvation of the Jews, many who do not know Jesus as the Messiah. And uh, it's all about Israel. Uh, Bible prophecy is happening in real time. Ladies Being and gentlemen, fulfilled. you've been listening to the warning program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. President of WorldMinistries.org, as well as Eagle Saving Nations. Again, World Ministries International, Eagle Saving Nations. Go to my website, WorldMinistries.org. That's WorldMinistries.org. I've had special guest Shannon Davis, OmegaManRadio.com. God richly bless you. <laughs> 